and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our show. Today, we're going to discuss a fascinating topic that I call judging for success but arriving at a failure. The reason I decided to discuss this topic tonight is because so often either individuals or couples come to my office and discuss their goals and their dreams for their relationship. But the way to go about measuring where they are and figuring out where they want to go is very much surrounding the topic of judgment. How do I view myself? Therefore, in turn, how I feel about myself and how that informs all of my decision making. And so frequently, the conversation deals with topics of negativity, negative feelings. Why do I feel this way? How do I feel better about myself? How do I feel better about my spouse or my partner? And for some people, this concept of feeling good about their circumstance is so important that they, in fact, wait for that moment to come. Some people are just sitting back and waiting for the feeling to surface to magically fall out of the sky and just enter their being. And when they re-experience that sense of happiness, then they know they're okay, their relationship is okay, their entire world is somehow fine as long as that feeling can enter from time to time. The challenge of judgment that comes up for so many people is the destructive role it plays in an individual's life and therefore the way those people who are involved in self-judgment, self-loathing, the way they show up in their relationships, um, how it manifests and how it harms the relationship is one of the things I would like to discuss today. Uh, and in addition to that, how this approach entirely undermines any goal that one may have for themselves to actually succeed in the journey of self-discovery, self-healing, and then ultimately closer connection to their partner. And these concepts are very important to understand, and I'd like to break them apart, take a closer look, zoom in, and look at on a more granular level how each of the components operates. And then hopefully we'll have some takeaway and even perhaps an exercise that you can start doing at home today, either on your own or with a partner, in order to begin the journey of moving yourself, shifting from a place of self-judgment and self-loathing and guilt to a place of powerfulness and productivity and a sense of acceptance of yourself in order to accomplish, in order to grow, in order to become a more vibrant, healthy person who lives in a state of flow rather than a state of criticism and, and heaviness and struggle. How did we come to a place that we judge? Well, I believe that a lot of, of the discussion around the topic of judgment really stems from a healthy place. We are a very goal-oriented society, and anybody who lives in the Western world very much understands that from young age, there are expectations. There is assignments to be done in school, and you'll get a reward. There is behavior to be complied with, and you'll get a reward. And as we move along through adolescence and into adulthood, same patterns are all the paradigm of reward and punishment constantly revisits our lives. Uh, we go to university, and if we do well, we will get good grades. And then if we do well, we will get a degree. 
And then if we do well, we might land a good job. All of this creates a, cer a certain expectation and pattern, almost like a circuitry in our minds of how we should go about navigating our lives. One place out of very few where this entire paradigm is truly challenged is in the realm of relationship because there isn't a straight shot towards success in the world of relationships. We consist of infinite variations of our moods and aspirations and dreams and fears and hopes, and so is our partner or a spouse. And as a result of that, when these two infinite forces collide, even more permutations are created, even more complexity is added to what already seems like an infinitely complicated formula. And therefore, what results is anything but a linear equation in which if I do this, then this effect will follow. That there's clear causation and an outcome-driven system. And instead, the entire experience of interacting with a partner is laced with unexpected outcomes, booby traps, curvy roads ahead, and things just play out in ways that we couldn't plan for, couldn't imagine, couldn't believe. And what, when those things unfold, they very much challenge our status quo. They challenge our belief system and how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about our relationship. The reason I felt it was important to share this background before we dive in into the concept of judgment, particularly around the self, is I just wanted everybody to keep in mind as we further explore and analyze how judgment, self-judgment operates in our lives, why the backdrop of romantic relationship particularly uh, is a place where it could, so to speak, detonate in a more intense, bigger way than it will even perhaps around friends. See, the nature of judgment, right? What What is judgment? Let's explore it for a minute. It's a framework, usually a mindset, that we create for ourselves. And then we try to figure out if we live up to the expectation of the framework that we've created. So I may say certain, I may set certain goals for myself, and then I measure my success based on whether I've achieved those goals. And if I'm not hitting certain markers and certain points that I would like to see myself hit, I then judge myself. And the result of that judgment is often negative feeling. It may be guilt, it may be remorse, it may be frustration, it may be anger that I'm not accomplishing what I set out to accomplish in this framework that I've created. And part of the problem is that there is there really is very little challenge by oneself to the premise of the entire infrastructure. That is to say, how often do we ask ourselves, did I even create the correct framework? Maybe my expectations are not realistic. Maybe my expectations are not appropriate. Maybe the framework I created is not fair, not to myself, nor to my spouse. But because I've created it and now a built-in pressure exists to live up to it, all sorts of negative falls, fallouts happen, right? There's, again, there's judgment. There is criticism of the self, of the partner. You got in my way. You're not letting me accomplish what I need to accomplish. You're, you're blocking my success. And therefore, I will associate with you the reason for my shortcoming and not achieving the framework that I have in mind. Judging plays this very negative, crucial role in our journey. And it majorly holds people back from being instead in a place of flow. 
place where I'm just productive. I'm accomplishing, I'm achieving, and I can always reframe, revise, recalibrate, and I simply accept that all of this is just part of a journey. And judgment is this crucial piece that we all carry around with ourselves. And unless we go through stages of awareness, recognizing where am I really truly, acceptance of myself, coming to terms with this is who I am and this is the real. And while I might have certain ideals, I can still embrace that this is who I am and this is my makeup. This is how God made me. And this is how um, I have to apply myself from this place of my re real. What, what makes me me is precisely the, the world within it, with which I need to live, world I need to embrace, and ultimately world that I want to express out rather than pretending to be somebody else, denying myself the essence of who I am. And if a person can go through these phases of awareness and then acceptance, then the next major item to tackle is judgment. How do I judge myself? How do I view my own journey? And the problem is, is that as long as judgment is part of my measuring stick, my framework within which I evaluate my journey, then there will never be a shortage of what I can judge. And judging by definition means that I'm going to define and set parameters of my shortcomings. Right? See, if we think about it, if the journey really isn't about judging and evaluating. The journey is about, well, the journey. It's just about moving forward. It's just about enjoying and experience what it's like to just be in the flow. And I tried this and this in my relationship and it falls apart and it doesn't succeed or it blows up in my face. And can I pause and instead of being absorbed and paralyzed, by the experience of self-judgment and being critical of oneself, can I pause and instead say, this was meant to happen and I'm meant to learn from this and I'm meant to move forward as a bigger, stronger, wiser person as a result of these bumps on the road of life. You know, the other day I was sitting and I was trying to write an outline for a presentation that I will be making to a group of other Imago uh, facilitators. and. I noticed there would just be moments where I would freeze up and I just had, you know, like to call men, a writer's block. And then I paused and just fed myself a certain focused energy to come to a place of self-awareness. And what did I discover? I realized that I was deeply, deeply judging myself. Will I produce a great product? Will I produce a perfect presentation? And the irony of being focused on producing that perfect presentation is precisely what paralyzed me from being able to move forward in my journey. It's precisely the thing that then wound up holding me back from just giving expression to whatever creative urges and energies live inside me. Try it out. Spend a bit of time of yourself. Perhaps you'll journal about it. Perhaps you'll med uh, meditate on it. And pause and just pay attention. How do you show up in your own life? How do I show up when it's challenging? How do I show up when I struggle in my dynamic with my partner or in the way I deal with my children or the way I deal with my boss or my coworkers? Think of any relationship in which there is a struggle. How do I show up? What kind of critical negative energy is boiling inside of me during those moments? And 
the thing to focus on is how do I move myself? How do I shift from a place of that judgment of all the things that I'm doing wrong or all the things that I better accomplish or else to a place of, I'm just going to express. And you know what? I might fall flat on my face. You know what? This might be a total disaster and I will not accomplish or succeed at what I'm trying to do, or what I'm aspiring to do. I'm just going to give expression to my creative urges and then see what comes out on the other side. See what develops, see what comes about, because you will never discover that pure, creative, energized part of ourselves as long as the lid sitting over this vessel is the lid of judgment. Yes, it's a very time thing. We should have goals and we should have general sense of what we're aspiring to. However, those goals should not become so defining because Part of the experience of growth of life is we could set a goal and when we engage the process in a real way, we transform. And as that transformation unfolds, so will the, the target or the goal we set for ourselves may begin to shift. And we may discover that the target is either further away or in a totally different location. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. It's not an indication that I calculated wrong from the outset or I'm going wrong somewhere. It could just be an indication, in fact, most likely it is, that I am heading in the right direction. What is that direction? It's whatever the direction is at any given moment of my journey, as long as I'm engaging my journey. And therefore, one of the exercises I love doing, and I strongly encourage um, you to try at home, especially with a significant other, is the safety dialogue. Safety dialogue, as the terms imply, means we will have a conversation just around the topic of what do I need from you in order to feel safe or more safe in our relationship. Now, please don't think that this means I'm de dealing with couples who are going through domestic violence and police is involved in orders, orders of protection. Not at all. The reality is that normal, healthy couples very often do not discuss what might seem to others as basic rudimentary topics. And the reason they don't discuss them is there isn't real safety between them in certain arenas of their lives. So try the following dialogue at home. You could sit down together, face each other. As always, you know my rule, put away the phones and put away doesn't just mean put on the side, facing up and keep glancing at it. I'm talking about airplane mode or ideally totally shut off so you could become present. And while you're present, make eye contact. And while you're looking at each other, pose a question as follows, for instance. One thing that you can do for me that would help me feel safe is, and then share with your partner or spouse, what is it that they could do that would help you feel safe? And after you share, ask them to mirror it back to you. Ask them to say it back to make sure they really got what you need. And then you can follow up perhaps with something as follows. What I also want you to know is that if you did that for me, or if you showed up for me in that way that I just asked you, what it would do for me is, and you explain, it would help you be more settled and open to discuss something vulnerable. Uh, it would help you open up faster. Whatever it is that it does for you, imagine what happens when you're talking to somebody with whom you feel very safe, 
and somebody with whom you feel there's a critical eye and a judgment, how that safety conversation can neutralize the perception of danger and threats in order to help the couple arrive at a place of genuine safety where anything can be shared and anything can be discussed and there will not be judgment of what is being shared. And therefore, there is a certain unity that unfolds between the couple that allows themselves to engage in this safe dialogue. Because now we're no longer setting boundaries. We're no longer defining what will live up to standards or not. And instead, we are just fellow travelers who are journeying together and allowing our souls to intersect and overlap and, so to speak, run into each other on the path of life, but in this real, sincere way. And this conversation about safety can go as deep as you would like it to go. You can share what it would be like if you imagined that safety existed, what, how you imagined you would be available to your partner if they gave you the safety, how you imagine you would be able to show up for them if they gave you the safety, and then switch roles and let the other person share what either they need or how you can help them to show up the way that you need them. Try this conversation. There's nothing like it. Because just the experience of settling into that space and moving away from the self-judgment and self-loathing that we all go through every day because of the way the world has wired us and has challenged us to only live in a place of expectations and in a place of standards that if you don't these imaginary standards set in one stroke for everybody the same, no matter what challenges people face and how different everybody is, these universal standards that have been created take away so much from the individual journey and instead of allowing for true movement forward from a place of flow and openness and exploration and a journey, instead we show up from a place of struggle because we're already coming in with a sense of judgment and critique and unmet expectations. Try it out and see if you can reverse this trend of where we want judging for success and yet arriving at failure, how that story could be rewritten so that instead we arrive at success by throwing judgment away and showing up for each other from a place of openness, flow, and acceptance. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.